Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. We're in a series that we started last Wednesday that we titled Faith Bigger Than Fear. We'll look at another situation here tonight. Faith Bigger Than Fear. If you would please stand for the reign of God's Word if you're able to this evening. And as we look into the Word of God here, I'll tell you what, it's good to have. You know, we are very fortunate. We have, we have the Word of God. We have it in in uh, the English-speaking tongue, that we might be able to read it. There's not, not every country has a Bible in their tongue, and we praise the Lord for the ability to have that. And we ask that, uh, for, pray that these countries that don't have a Bible, that God would open that up to them. A lot of uh, printers and different ones are working feverishly. I know uh, Brother Matt and them, they've worked for a long time just getting like a New Testament together uh, for the people there in Uganda. And you have different dialects and different ones. Uh, and it doesn't just, just because they're in the same country doesn't mean that they have a Bible that they can read because there's so many different dialects in some of these countries. And it's hard to get that translated many times into those other dialects. And so that it's, a, it's a great process. But we need to praise the Lord for the Word of God. You know, we're, we're, we are fortunate. I don't know about you. I've got a... Uh, a, a I don't know how many Bibles I've got. I've got several. You can go down my office. I've got... I've probably got uh, just probably four or five uh, Bibles down there that I've used over the years and some that I keep there for uh, some references, that, uh, things that I've got in them and different things. And uh, we're, we, sometimes we take it for granted. And so when we read the Word of God, we ought to uh, give God the praise for that. You say, preacher, what are you doing? I'll give you all a long enough time to, to find out where we're at. Amen. Genesis chapter 22. If you haven't found Genesis chapter 22, the first book in the Bible, you're in trouble. Amen. But anyway, Genesis 22, begin reading verse 1. It said, It came to pass after uh, these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah. And offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place <clears throat> of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the, burnt, <coughs> the, the, wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they both went, of them, uh, went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, <coughs> he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood <clears throat> in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here am I. He said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, 
seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered uh, him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to uh, this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Look with me back in verse 5. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and, I, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, Faith at an Altar. Let's pray. Father, we come to you realizing in this day and time, as well as the time of Abraham, and even at the time of, of Daniel that we had preached about last week, Lord, there's a great need for us to have faith that is bigger than our fear. So, Lord, I pray that you would give us instruction, give us understanding. Lord, would you plant seeds in the hearts of your people tonight, even beyond the words that I will speak. But, Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit would guide my tongue, my thoughts, and, Lord, that I might speak that which comes from you and not from man. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd forgive me, cleanse me, use me, Lord, make me a vessel that's meet for the Master's use. And, Lord, may I hide behind the cross. May Jesus Christ be exalted and lifted up. And may you be glorified. For this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. We never become too old or too strong in our faith, but what the Lord wants to stretch us and cause us to have greater faith, a faith that's bigger than our fear. Abraham was up in years when he started that walk of faith, you might say, and he messed up in several of those areas like you and I do too. I mean, he, uh, he didn't wait, he didn't have enough faith to wait to uh, for Sarah to have Isaac, so he took Hagar and, and he had Ishmael. If you'll notice here in what we read, that the, when the Lord told him to take his son, notice what he said, your only son. Because Isaac was the promised son, the son that God wanted him to have, the son that God desired to make uh, a great nation out of. And so we find that he messed up there, and there was other times that uh, he didn't have the faith. He told Sarah, you know, uh, uh, tell him that, we're, that uh, uh, you're my sister, and, and he didn't have faith to trust God to protect him and Sarah. But we find now that he's up in years. He was 100 years old, basically, when uh, Isaac was born. His faith has increased greatly. He's an older man now. He's an old man. And now his faith is even, he's being put into the school of faith, you might say, and he's being stretched even at his great age and his great strength and faith that he has now. And so the Lord works uh, uh, in, in his life uh, through the experiences and stuff. And our faith in the Lord and in all that, and all that the Lord wants to do in our lives, the Lord has a great desire for every single person in this room to take you to stretch you, to stretch your faith, to make your faith bigger than any fear that you'll ever have. Too many times we allow faith to go sidelined. 
But yet the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let me read that again because we generally get the first part. He says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. And that's about as much as we get out of that verse. But look at the second part of that verse. He said, for he that cometh to God, that would be you and me, must believe that he is, is what? That he's God. That he's God. Our faith determines how much we believe that He's God. And so He wants that stretched. He wants that to be increased. Notice, first of all, here that Abraham had faith bigger than fear of misunderstanding God. He had a faith that was bigger than, the misunder- than uh, being afraid that he might have misunderstood what God said. Look here in verse 1 and 2. It says, And it came to pass... After these things that God did tempt Abraham, and he said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Now take thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt sacrifice upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Abraham didn't question the word of God. He didn't question God as to, wait a minute, did I actually understand you right? Now, wait a minute, God, uh, you don't like those nations. You was upset with those nations that offered their children as burnt sacrifices to Molech and to these other pagan gods. And now you're telling me, am I understanding you right here? Am I, have I got this clear? He didn't question God. No doubt there was a sinking in his heart as the Lord told him to take and sacrifice the son that he loved. You got to realize he was up in years. He wasn't thinking about having another son. He wasn't thinking about the possibility of ever having another heir. This was the heir that God had promised him here. You see, we can look back and we can see here in the reading of this, we can look back and we can see when the Lord t- told him to take thine, thy son, thine only son, which thou lovest, and sacrifice him. We can look back and we can see the picture that was being painted here. John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we can see the picture that was being painted. But Abraham couldn't look forward and see that picture. All that Abraham could do was realize that God was asking him to take the life of his son. He couldn't look back. He, no doubt his heart and, his, and eyes were, uh, on, uh, were, were, you know, was looking on his son there. And he was struck with fear in his heart of sacrificing his son. The one, that was the, the one that was to be the heir and the, his, the one that was born unto him through the promise. And no doubt there was this fear that struck him thinking, wait a minute, what's going on? But he never questioned him. He never questioned him. 
Abraham's faith was bigger than his fear. Look at verse 3 there. It says, and Abraham rose up. I mean, he got to it the next day. He rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God told him. This faith that was bigger than his fear kept him from asking those questions. Lord, did I hear you right? Maybe I misunderstood. Lord, uh, this is the son that you gave me for an heir. Lord, uh, uh, surely you're not going to have me kill my son on an altar. Surely you wouldn't do that, God. Lord, did I misunderstand you? Have you ever been there for? Lord, is this really what you want me to do? Is this really the direction you're wanting me to go? It doesn't seem... Right, for some reason. It doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem like it's something that you would want me to do. Did I misunderstand somewhere along the way? Have you ever been there? Have you ever thought, Lord, maybe I'm misunderstanding what the Bible says. But Abraham rose up and did what God told him to do because his faith was bigger than his fear. Many times our fear causes us to question God. Many times our fear causes us to question the Word of God. Many times our fear causes us to question the direction of His leading in our lives. And yet what we need then is we need a faith that's bigger than that fear. There's been times in my life that I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe it's me and not God. You ever been there? Maybe, maybe it's what I'm wanting to do or what I'm not wanting to do instead of God. And the Holy Spirit's leading and trying to guide me in an area. And it takes a faith that's bigger than your fear. Preacher, how did he know? Well, understand that Abraham had heard the voice of God before. He recognized the voice of God. So there was no question of what God was asking him. Well, preacher, I don't know that I've ever heard the audible voice of God. Well, you probably haven't. That's why you have what you're holding in your lap called the Word of God. That's why you have that which dwells within you, which is God Himself, the Holy Spirit, that deals with your heart and gives direction. That you might have a a faith that will overcome those fears in your life. And secondly, notice that Abraham's faith was bigger than his fear to face it alone. Look what took place here in verse 4. It says, And on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw a place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder. You know, it's one thing to set out on a journey to a mountain to do something that you're fearful of when somebody else is with you. 
So I, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. Well, like this. Has there ever been something in your life? I remember as a kid, and sometimes if, if it was one of those dark nights, the, 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 the moon wasn't shining, and, and uh, maybe there, we had some scraps and stuff, and mom would say, those things are starting to stink. Take those scraps up, to the, up and give them to the pigs. And it was dark. And so what do you do? Hey, Rick, why don't you go with me? Hey, so-and-so, why don't you go with me? Well, I don't want to go with you. Oh, come on, it'll be fun. Why did you ask me? It wasn't because it was fun. It's because you was afraid to go alone. You was afraid to step out into that darkness by yourself. I mean, we never did much of it. Well, we did some of this, but Janine likes to, liked to do it at times, and Hunter liked to do it to Janine, to his mom. She'd be walking home from the church of a night, and he'd get over and hide behind the building and jump out and scare her. <laughs> My friend, I can tell you something. You don't have to hardly jump out and scare her to scare her. All you got to say is, hello. And she goes into this position. Ah! <laughs> Am I right, Hunter? <laughs> I mean, you can be in the house. And she knows you're there. And you say something to her and she goes into that position sometimes. And sometimes we want somebody to be with us, even though we know what we've got to do. There's just something about somebody else being there. But now here's Abraham. He's went this distance. I mean, he didn't have to take those young men with him, did he? He didn't. But he took those young men with him on the trip. And I can just about see Abraham as he gets to that place where the Lord says, there's the mountain right there. And I can almost see him taking a deep breath. <sighs> okay, you guys stay here. You stay here with the asses. Me and the lad, we're going to go up here on this mountain here. And we're going to make a sacrifice. We'll be back. And then he starts off on that walk to that mountain. You say, but preacher, he wasn't alone. Oh, yes, he was. In one way, he was. It was him. It was the lad. And it was God. But I'll tell you something else that was with him that was the biggest fear. Was the will of God. Sometimes we're afraid to face the will of God by ourselves. Well, I'll do that, preacher, if, if you'll get somebody to help me. <laughs> well, what are they going to do? Moral support. Well, I'll do that if, if, you, if you come along. And it's not that you needed anybody, but there was just a fear. There's a security in having somebody else. 
God has now separated him from that security of those two young men. He's now facing that mountain himself. The boy don't know, Isaac don't know what's about to take place. So he's of no comfort. God, you say, well, God's with him. God's the one that told him what to do. And so there's a fear still yet facing that mountain of what's about to take place. Sometimes we're that way. Sometimes we're afraid of the will of God going it and facing it alone. He left those young men behind. Now it's just Abraham, Isaac, and the will of God. You see, this time that fear can overwhelm you, especially as Satan tries to whisper in your ear, are you sure that you're doing the right thing? Surely, surely God wouldn't have you do this. Maybe you should ask someone else what they think before you strike out on your own to do this. Over the however many years, I guess I've been preaching for 42 years. I've sat down with people as a youth pastor, as a pastor. And they'll say, preacher, what do you think about this? I, I just, you know, I don't know what, what, what to do about this. And this is, and if it's something that's not directly laid out in the Word of God. And they're, they're wanting me to give them a yes, no on, on it. And unless it's something that goes against the Word of God, you know what I have to do? You gotta do what God tells you to do. So you gotta pray about it. You gotta seek the Lord. I know of different youth pastors and pastors who say, Bless God, you need to, you, you need to go to you need to go to a Christian college and you man, you need you, yeah, yeah, everybody needs to go to a Christian college. Can I tell you something? And if I got any friends and there's some that would I ain't gonna like what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna tell you something. Christian college is not for everybody. College is not for everybody. Oh, well, they, they ought to get, at least get one year. Chapter and verse. Chapter and verse. Will it do any harm? No, it won't do any harm, probably, unless they're out of the will of God. And I've had different ones. Well, preacher, what do you, you think I ought to go to? You think I ought to go to? A uh, 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 college? What's the Lord wants you to do? Well, I don't, know, I don't know. I said, well, you need to get along with the Lord and you need to find out the will of God. And then some say, well, well, preacher, what, which, which one do you think I ought to go to? There's this one and this one. And sometimes I can give them a little direction on that because I say, well, how's the Lord leading you? Well, I'm going to be a missionary. Well, this one's strong in missions and teaches strong missions. And so that would be a good one to go to. Or maybe this one over here is a strong in in this area or that area, you might consider one of those. And I'll generally look at them and say, but you're going to have to let the Lord show you which one to go to. You know what I'm telling them? You've got to face that mountain alone. But I'm afraid I'll make the wrong decision. 
That's where you've got to face the mountain alone and learn the will of God and have a faith that's bigger than your fear. If we'll get a faith that's bigger than our fear, we'll know what to do. Abraham didn't have anybody to show him. He's literally going on what God had told him. He, had never, he didn't even share with those young men what was going to take place other than the fact that there was going to be a sacrifice unto the Lord. He didn't share it with Isaac. It was all within him, and no doubt there was a fear there and a struggle going on in his life. You see, this is a time when it's you and God, and He's stretching your faith to make it bigger. Preacher, I don't like those times. Nobody likes the growing pains. But boy, I tell you what, they're, we're, they're needed. They're needed in our lives. They're needed in our church. They're needed in our nation. That's how we get closer to God. That's how we trust Him in a greater way. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5. I always quote verses 5 through 7. But listen here. Listen to verse 5. Trust in the Lord... With all thine heart. Okay, I've got that. What's the rest of it say? And lean not unto thine own understanding. What's faith? Someone wrote, our faith is not really stretched until God asks us to bear what seems unbearable. Or to do what seems unreasonable and expect what seems impossible. Let me say that again. To stretch our faith. Our faith is not really stretched or become what it needs to be until God asks us to bear what seems unbearable, do what seems unreasonable, and expect what seems impossible. You see, faith is has to be exercised. It's not something that you read a verse and all of a sudden you've got faith. It's not something that you can go to the store and buy and say, oh, I'd like, a, I'd like a, 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 a bottle of faith. It's not something that you can go to, go to church and, and the preacher preach a message on faith and you've got faith. Faith is something that is exercised and something that is stretched in your life as you begin to trust God. And what He's doing, He'll take those times when there's fear in your life and that's the time that He wants to stretch your faith to make it bigger than your fear. It's like those, you go to a store or something and you need a pair of gloves and you see those gloves that says one size fits all. And you pick them up and say, you must be a kid. And yet you can take your hand and slide into that glove and it begins to stretch. And it covers your hand. But to look at it, it looks impossible. Uh, I seen them the other day, some guys, uh, a guy, it was a new type of shirt that they got now that they can take that thing, and they go like this here, and they can stretch it way out here. That's the type of shirt I'm going to start buying. 
a one-size-fits-all, brother, <clears throat> then I can have all that homemade ice cream I want. I've, I've, already, I've already invested it. I've got two belts. I've got a black one and I've got a brown one. These are called uh, latch belts. And what you do, you just, they're click, 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 click. I can make it any size I want to. Amen. If I sit down and eat too much, I just hit that button right there and she pops another open. <laughs> Brother, I know how to do it. So you need to exercise. No, I just need a stretch shirt and these type of belts. God wants to stretch your faith. He wants to get you to trust Him and lean out into your own understanding. And thirdly, our fear is stretched sometimes by giving up. And this is the one that I guess spoke to my heart as I was studying this and it came to mind. God wants us to, he, our fear is, is, or our faith is stretched Sometimes by giving up what you have in order to gain what God has for you. One of the biggest fears that a lot of Christians have is to give up what they've got. To give up what they've got. Look at here in verse 6 and 7. It says, And Abraham took the wood and burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son who... And he took the fire in his hand and knife, and they both went of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, he said, Here am, here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. You see, sometimes we hang on so tightly to what we have because of fear of losing it that God has to ask us to give it up. The Lord asks us to give it up to, for Him in order that He can actually give it back to us in faith that's bigger than that fear. See, I don't quite understand it. Different situations that I've counseled with on different types of things. And I didn't get it from this. I, I, don't, I don't remember if I learned from somebody or what, but it, it came to me one day. And, and when sitting at my desk with somebody, talking with them, and they was fearful of losing something, in their life, and I don't remember whether it was a relationship, whether it was a job, or what it was. And they was they was they was they was asking for a direction. And I said, uh, "Take hold of that pen." I said, "That's your situation right there, that pen." I said, "If you're not willing to lay it down." And walk away from it. In obedience to God. Then God may not let you have it. Many times what it is, is sometimes God says, Give to me what it is so dear to you. 
Give to me that which you love. Give to me that which you're afraid of losing. Give it to me. And we're like, Lord, but I don't want to lose it. And to give it to you means I lose it. And God says, give it to me. Give it to me. Until we're willing to give it away, we'll never have the faith to overcome the fear of losing it. Parents, listen to me. Never be afraid to turn loose of your kids into the hands of God. So what do you mean? I know of Christians who have lost their kids because they weren't willing to do what God wanted them to do because they was afraid they might lose their kids. I think of one situation where the Lord had called a man to the mission field. And the wife flat out told him, I'm not going because I will not take my kids there. Our kids might die on the mission field. I'm not going to the mission field. The man wound up not going to the mission field. That man one day was working on his house. And he needed his son to crawl in a crawl space because he was the only one, his, that boy was old enough, but he was small enough to crawl in a crawl space under that house because he was running a wire. The boy crawled in that crawl space and began to scream and holler. And finally they was able to drag him out of there and he had bites all over him from rattlesnakes. They run out and jumped in the vehicle to rush him to the hospital, backed out, not realizing that the other son was behind the vehicle and run over that one. And lost both sons the same day. See, what are you saying, preacher? You can't have what you won't give to God. You can't have what you're afraid that you might lose by giving it to God. Abraham, he had one son. And God said, give me your son. And his faith was bigger than his fear. Willing to give God that which he loved and he feared he would lose. Can I tell you something? Even Jesus Christ in his teachings taught the same principle. We find that in Mark chapter 8 and it's in the other gospels also. Verse 34 says, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. 
Take up his cross and follow me. In verse 35, he says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake the and the gospel, the same shall save it. For what profit a man if he gain, shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Many times it's our fear of losing what God wants to stretch our faith so He can give it back to us. Our faith can only be stretched to be bigger than our fear when, we're, when we trust and are willing to give up what we fear to give up. Then lastly, Abraham's faith revealed the hand of the Lord to him. We see the faith that was bigger than his fear that helped him to obey the Lord. Look in verse 5, it says, in the latter part it says, I, And I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and notice what he says, and come again. He wasn't talking about himself only. He said, me and the boy's coming back. Verse 8, And Abraham said, My son, God himself, God will provide himself a lamb. Somehow he just knew it. Verse 10, And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Even down to the very moment as he laid, tied him up and laid him on that altar and he reached back and, and took that knife to thrust him to that, his son. There was a faith that was larger than his fear. He knew God would, would not lie to him, that God had a purpose, that God had a plan. Abraham had, had really never seen anybody resurrected. Go back and read it. He'd never seen anybody resurrected from the dead. But he had faith that God would and could, could and would. That no matter what would take place, he done said that they was both coming back. And he had enough faith that his fear was set aside and he was going to follow through with the will of God. You see, Abraham had, when he had reached up in years, and his wife had too, that God basically resurrected their bodies so that they could have this boy. In some way, he had found a resurrection along the way, new life. He had a feeling, he had a faith that God could raise this boy up. His faith became bigger than his fear. He then seen the hand of the Lord as he provided a ram caught in that thicket. And he called unto him and told him not to take the life of his son. Notice here what it said in verse 14. It says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. He goes on and says, As it is said this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And literally the word Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will be seen. Can I ask you, when is it going to be seen? When you're willing to turn loose of that which you love. 
and trust him with it. When you're willing to allow him to stretch your faith beyond your fear, then the Lord will be seen in your life, in your circumstance, in your ability. He will be seen. Abraham had a faith that was bigger than his fear. Oh, preacher, he wasn't afraid. Don't tell me that. You think about taking the life of your own child. Great anguish, great fear of the loss. Sometimes we question the Lord. We need to have faith that goes beyond our understanding. That's bigger than our fear. Sometimes we have to face that will of God for our lives alone. That our faith might be stretched to become bigger than our fear. You see, it's like this. Come here, what? If we're walking along here and there's something, I think I can step out on this little platform in the water and I know it's deep. I said, I don't know what's going to happen here. Hang on to my hand. It don't take much faith. He's big enough to pull me back if it sinks. But if he's not here, And I've got to step on that, not knowing what's going to happen. I look around. There's nobody to pull me out. That's when it's going to take faith. That's bigger than your fear. You may have to face it alone. But God has a plan. You may have to give up that which is dear to you and you're afraid of losing. That you might get it back by a faith that's bigger than your fear of losing it. And when you do, the Lord will be seen. You'll see the hand of God like you've never seen it before. Let's bow. Father, we thank you. We love you. Lord, help us. Lord, sometimes we just need to go to that altar and lay our fear on that altar and sacrifice it and pick up the will of God that our faith might be stretched to be bigger than the, our fear and that, our, that we might see the Lord's hand in our lives. Take us and use us, Lord. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, Lord, to be that which you desire us to be. Lord, I think about those in the Ukraine. There's a fear of those Christians. Lord, I pray that you'd give them a faith. 
trusting you that's bigger than her fear. Lord, I don't know the needs here tonight, but you do. Or maybe some need to step out, turn loose of that which they're afraid to lose. That they might get it back with a faith that's bigger than their fear of losing it. Have your will and way in our lives, Lord. Guide us and direct us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your heads bowed?